Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate, family of real estate podcasts, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kevin and Fred Show. Today, this episode is a recording of a conversation that I had with my good friend, Lori Reeder Finkelstein in Florida. So it's actually originally aired on her show, Table Talk with Lori. Uh, We thought we'd go ahead and run it here. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with my dear friend, Lori, who will be a guest uh, on our show here very, very soon. So without further ado, thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Table Talk. I am super excited today. I'm not going to tell you who our guest is just yet, but I'm sure you already know if you can see this guy. Um, I just want to remind everybody how Table Talk was born. In April of 2020, when the pandemic came, um, I decided that it was time to really spend some time and go out into the industry and find amazing rock stars like Kevin, and bring them to you. Because when I was a newer agent, even today, 24 years later, I am still always looking for the right people to mentor me and to learn from and to move forward with. So that is how Table Talk was born. And today's a special day for me because I personally have been watching this guy, I want to say, at least 10 years. I I hope my number is right, Kevin. Um, Kevin is just incredible. I am a little bit obsessed with his Facebook page. I don't know if you guys know it, but if you don't, you better go see it. You better join it. It's Next Level Agents. Um, And Kevin, way back in the day of Keller Williams, that's both of our old lives. great company. Um, I just loved listening to you and following you and hearing you and your passion for real estate and for evolution, for evolution of real estate, right? Evolving new things. So I want to welcome you today to Table Talk. Um, Hey, welcome. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Like, I'm so excited to do this because you and I actually haven't, this is, this is fun for me because you and I normally catch up. We, you know, we'll show up at, an, at the same event or something like that. And yeah. that's when we get to catch up. And it's been a while since you and I have actually had the chance to speak and slow down and talk. And now we're just going to do that, but record. So I'm super excited to do that today as well, because um, I've obviously watched you as well and seen your business grow and watched how you have evolved and changed over the years, which is something I'm, as you mentioned, that's for some reason, that's just important to me. I don't know why. It's just important to me. And you're the you're one of the people that I always see not afraid to try new things and sort of maybe reinvent could be a strong word because yeah. But to me, that's a positive thing. And so I'm yeah. excited to just catch up. I love that. Um, so just a little FYI. Um, way back in the day, I really started paying very close attention to some of the things that you were doing. And even though you and I have never, is it funny how I feel like we know each other so well? And it's because I have so much respect for you and what you've built. and, And I do watch and I do pay attention. I am very selective about my energy field, right? And that includes social media. That includes what I read. It doesn't matter. I'm very selective. So I love the fact that I can feel so connected to someone else. And that's a big tribute to what you've put out there, right? To what you've shared, to what you've taught, 
to what to the empire that you're building is that I feel a part of that. Right. You yeah. know, I feel a part a part of you. And I think that's really cool. Um, tell us a little bit about you before we jump in. I've got some great questions for you. But, you know, if someone yeah. doesn't know you, well, then they're living under a rock. But I would love for people to know. Tell us about Kevin. Yeah. So I'll start with the stage talk, what I like to call stage talk stuff, because only because I know it lends some credibility uh, and for probably some of the other things that we'll talk about. And uh, more importantly, I, I'm way you know, I'm definitely not your average agent. I, I dress like a child, like a teenager, you know, as you can see, wear a black t-shirt every day and a hat most days because I just discovered in the pandemic, I, I look I look pretty bad with my hair. But do you have flip-flops on? Oh my gosh, Lori, the pandemic has been weird for everybody in a lot of ways. Right now I'm barefoot, but that's because I'm at home. Okay. I've been wearing some shoes recently because of some injuries. So okay. like, I tell people 2020 was really weird. It just affected everybody differently. Yeah. Um, but I've got a business partner, Fred, and we run a real estate team based in Tempe, Arizona. We've been working together now since February of 2008. So what is that? Uh, 13 and a half years or so. Yeah. And we we have an expansion team, although we focus mostly on the Phoenix metro area where Tempe is. That's For those of you who don't know, that's where Arizona State University is located. And we've got, you know, we'll do 300, 325 transactions, 125 million, not the biggest business in the world. You know, some of our mm -hmm. friends and, and yourself included have really amazing businesses um, that dwarf those numbers. But the thing I would share, what I really love and appreciate about my business is I have the relationship with my business that I want. And what I mean by that is I, I've gone on one listing appointment in the last seven years and it's because I chose to, which was a mistake by the way. Um, <laughs> and I, I so I don't go on listing appointments, and at this point, I spend about an hour a week working on that business. And Fred is probably spending four to six hours a week on that business, the real estate team. And so, from a uh, time perspective, a return on our investment of time, return on investment for money, it is an extremely amazing business for us, and we love it. And it provides so much for some of the other things we have our hands in. So. But there was a time, as you know, like where that was all I did for years and years. We built it and yeah. built the systems. Um, you know, we came up in the short sale days. In two, I got my license in 07. Third transaction ever was a short sale. And then I like oh, to tell yeah. people basically the next 1,000, 1,200 deals were short sales for the most part. And then we got our butts kicked and we had to shift. Um, I became a regional director for Keller Williams Realty uh, while before I had to shift. Then I realized I can't even wear shoes. I probably shouldn't have a job. Went back <laughs> into the sales business, um, started expanding, bought a market center for those for that I can use that lingo with Lori because we have the KW connection. So I bought a franchise and um, and we we turned it around. You know, we went from 50 agents to 350 by the time I sold to go focus wow. on expanding the sales team. At one point, our team was as large as 100 people on a roster. You know, that's it's like a but our business really is more brokerage like, right? So not everyone right. is actually there. Some people are coming, some people are going, some people are just getting started. Um, and we've sold as many as five hundred and fifty homes uh with you know, lots of great systems and lots of great people. And now we're we've consistently sold between uh probably two hundred and ninety and three hundred and twenty-five homes for the last four years, three years in a row now. And but we make a great profit on it, and more importantly, it's a great it, it affords the the relationship with the business that we want, which allows us to build some of our other things. Like 
we've really started to the investment side and we've got a few other things like you mentioned our facebook group next level agents oh yeah uh, which i love i love doing in our podcast and sort of giving back to the agent community and uh, right. building a tribe and business there i mean what i have watched you do i'll, I'll never forget i've got to go back um, we were doing a panel at either mega camp or family reunion and you guys come out on the stage in your flip flops. And I was like, okay, these are my people. <laughs> yeah. These are my people. And what I love about you in particular that I've learned just from watching and being very observant is that, you know, there's not just one way to skin a cat and you've yeah. built a real estate business around your personality. You've built a real estate business around not just a model, but hey, this is who I am. This is this is my vision. This is what I want to offer. If you would, if you could maybe share with all of those, because again, you've got people who are brand new agents thinking of becoming agents, maybe agents that are stuck. Um, I'd love for you to share how you've done that around your personality and what your desire was. Yeah, I think part of that starts, Lori, with the chip on my shoulder that for a long time drove me, right? And whether that was from, um, always, you know, coming from a family that just never had much, like we, we were never, we were never going to not eat, you know, not eat clearly. We were never going to not, we were never going to miss a meal in my family. However, we also right. didn't have a whole lot extra. And, um, you know, I think the way my mom, for the most part, raised us singly, you know, as a single mom and, you know, she makes, you know, I don't know, she ever made more than $40,000 in a year raising Amazing. two boys that probably ate $50,000 a year worth of food. Right. <laughs> and so I kind of came from that background. And I think a lot of that sort of helped me build this the little chip that sits right there. And that, I let that drive me for a long time um, and really helped push me. And part of that was I was, I just could know, I, I had this experience where I realized I had to be me. And that meant I can't work in the corporate world. Real estate was a, I couldn't explain it. I just knew, I just felt like this magnet between real estate and me and I had to go. And so I went and it was in the middle of 07. I mean, I literally had I friends telling me, don't I get your it. license. You've missed it. And for me, because of that chip, if you tell me not to do something, like it's pretty much yeah. a guarantee I'm going to do it. And so I think yeah. a lot of it stems from that personality and behavior. And my business partner, Fred, is very similar, although we're not the exact same behavior, similar enough in that aspect to where we decided we were going to, we were going to make the rules for our own business. We were not going to succumb to, you know, we would always make fun of because people make fun of us for wearing flip flops and shorts. And I'd be like, you okay, mean, well, you mean we, we, we envy you. We don't make fun of you. <laughs> what's funny is now I see, I, you know, I see that now back then it was kind of like, you know, we were, we joked about writing a class called all dressed up and broke because we knew that all so many agents that were dressed up looked great because they yeah. were dressing for the part they wanted and yeah. couldn't make anything happen. And I'm just, I'm just a results driven person. You know, I'm not a sit, I'm not a uh, butt in the seat person. If the reason my first mentor ever in any sort of in any sort of context of the word said to me, uh, and, well, he didn't say it to me. He just said it. He said, "Results often harsh, but always fair," and that and that's what matters to me is results. I don't. Yeah. I don't care if you do it because you you know in real estate we could do open houses, we can door knock, blah blah blah. I don't care which way you get there. For me, what I did learn from another mentor, Gary, who was a mentor of mine for and yours for a long time, was. 
eventually you just kind of got to make peace with what you have to do every day. And my whole thing has been figuring out what is that thing that you will do and just doing that. And if you just focus on that, the rest doesn't really matter. So you can dress like an idiot if you want. You can, I would laugh, like our regional director at KW walked in one time for an ALC meeting that he was leading. And he looked at me and he did one of these, looks at my flip-flops, looks back at my shirt and he says, my, my 16 year old son has the exact same shirt. And I looked him dead in the eye and I said, yeah, Tom, it's because we both shop at the same store. Anything else? <laughs> And I'm like, well, you know, you, I'm like, I'm, you, when you, when you say that, Kevin, you know, like you get, you got me like, I'm about to jump out of my seat because I hope everyone just heard how important what you just said. Successful people don't typically go with the pack. Successful people go in their lane. They do what feels right for them. They follow their passion. I mean, listen, I remember, I don't, I can't give you the amount of years, but let's say within the last five years, um, when you decided to pursue the EXP empire. And yeah. that was probably another time in your life where people are saying, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? What are you having? Oh, yeah. It's because, right, because the herd was going in one direction and you were like, no, I'm following my passion. I got goosebumps. Look what you guys have built. I mean, yeah. I have watched you bring opportunity to hundreds of real estate agents through your EXP empire because i'm going to call it an empire so i love what you're saying and i hope people are really listening to the fact that you don't have to conform everything is not done one way you know yeah. find out who you are what feels right for you um you know there, there are real estate agents who want to go to work in a three-piece suit because that's where their skin belongs that's how that where they feel comfortable so i love and feel free to go as deep as you want on this topic of you know finding out you know who you are, what your personality is, and how to make sure you go in that direction. Yeah, you know, I, here's what I, I've always been a believer in. Gary Vaynerchuk wrote, wrote the book Crush It in 2009. Amazing. And I remember I read the book, and I we, we literally started a video blog that week. Like the next day, bought a camera, started recording videos in 2009. And the overwhelming message besides get on social media and how big it was going to become how historically correct has that guy been um was be yourself and i don't care how weird it is he gave an example of like if bazooka gum or bubble gum is your thing then yeah. be all in on bubble gum right and so i think that's the first thing i could point to where i was like we we're already doing that but i'll, I'll never forget so i start the video blog and what happened i had this experience where it's intended for realtors but I'm talking to potential listing clients on the phone because it's how I took listings then was on the phone. And I realized and they're watching, they're seeing the videos on YouTube. And I'm at first I'm scared. I'm like, oh gosh, these are intended for agents. This is terrible. And so I call my buddy Drew who had set up our blog and would take care of all the technical stuff. And I just said to him like, first of all, we got to put some, some content out there for the public for, for consumers because people are watching this. And second of all, I said, dude, should I, should we be dressing up? Like, what should we do? And he said, he just slowed me down and running. He was like, dude, no, be yourself. Cause here's the deal. Yep. When they show up to your office to drop off their paperwork or whatever, you're going to be in shorts and flip-flops. And if that's going to get them to not want to work with you, let them figure that out on their time, not on your time. Like, don't like, let them figure, let them disqualify themselves based on what you're, you being really you and, and I don't know, that gave me permission. So it was probably like late 2009, early 2010 when I had that conversation with Drew. And I think from there, you know, now it's 
like I will not get political here, but like if you look at just the political environment we've been in, you know, every like there's a lot of that happens, but it's like super hyper sensationalized. And I don't yes. believe in that because that's manipulation. But what I do believe in is just be yourself. You don't have to draw a line in the sand. You can just, but you can draw a line in the sand on who you are, but yeah. without being too over the top. Just just be true to yourself while being, I feel like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You can still love other people. You, you want, your, you, you want to be authentic. You want to be authentic. Yeah. Totally. And be who you are. You know, I kind of, I think um, people who are in real estate or thinking about getting into real estate, this is why I say to them, you know, go and meet as many companies as you can. Spend yeah. time in a sales meeting. Go hang out with their agents in an open house. You really need to figure that out. Otherwise, it's kind of like for me, it would be walking around with an 80 pound weight on my back because I cannot, I have to be myself right? Love yeah. me. Don't love me. Like I am, this is what you get, you know? And I tell that all the time. It's okay to rip and duplicate and copy people. I get all that, but be authentic. You, especially in the world of social media and everything that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that explanation. I really do appreciate that. So someone like yourself, who's has achieved the success that you have achieved. And I know we probably haven't even seen anything yet with the direction that you're going in. We both know that often we will have to reinvent ourselves that <laughs> it's a constant reinventing of ourselves and, and our business. Would you share with everybody listening and who will listen to the podcast and what have you, what have you done in the past to reinvent yourself? Yeah. You know, it's funny when I think about that, like initially from like a business perspective, but I can think of a few different times where Fred, my business partner and I completely revamped and reinvented our, our business. And so I'll give you a couple brief examples of that. I mentioned we started in the short sale world. And yes. in 2012, we go be the regional directors for KW at in Colorado, so away from home. And our business, while we're having at that time our best year ever, it's imploding. And at the same time, we realize we're not employable. So we come home and Lori, I kid you not, within under, I don't know, 90 days, every person in a sales role quits, like just walks out the door. Like it was terrible. And it was 100% because of us poor leadership, not knowing what you're doing, leaving the wrong people in the wrong seat, not supporting them, all of that, right? 100% on us. And at the same time, my wife is having our first child, right? And so like, I'm becoming a dad for the first time. It was, this was the first time like real, besides how hard it was to get started, where we closed, you know, 80% of our deals in the fourth quarter of one of the first year, uh, which, which means there were some real lean months prior to that. Outside of that, this was the first real challenge for us in business and just really getting punched in the face. And so it required reinvention because the market was shifting. I mentioned I, I took all my listings over the phone. I mean, I literally, I just did not go to people's houses. I would give them the honor of spending time with me if they came to my office at a time I said was appropriate, but otherwise it was on the phone. And I say that tongue in cheek because well, it's such a terrible way to be a salesperson, right? Well, like, I have a feeling like real estate agents that are listening to you right now going, you took all your listing appointments over the phone. They're like, yeah. get me this guy's number. I need to call right. Kevin. I need to find out how that happened. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, but so 2012, I have to go learn how to be, I haven't been in sales for a year. I have to go learn. And not only that, the market's shifting. I no longer know more which in short sales, I mean this as, uh, I'm just gonna say it, I don't, I'm not bragging. I just know more about short sales than anybody else on the planet, right? We had a higher success rate than anybody else in the country, did more than than, than anybody for the from a success ratio standpoint. 
And so I had the thing that nobody else in my market, like there was one other person in our market who understood it to the level that we did. And this was like, just like where you're at, this was one of the hotbeds for it, right? And so what, what happened is I now had to start competing for listings. And I realized I'm going, I can get the appointment. I just can't close. And I just remember like just getting punched in the face over and over again, because now I'm back taking listings. Fred's back working with buyers because we're the only salespeople in our business. And I'm succeeding maybe two or three times out of 10. And I'll never forget this day where I came home and my wife and, you know, was there holding my baby. And she was like, how was work? I said, my response was, I have to figure this out. And here I am like, no one should feel bad for it. We sold 140 or 150 homes that year. Just my business partner and I, we made a lot of money. Should never feel, but it hurt. I felt trapped. And so what we had to do is I had to learn to be a realtor. I always tell people that's the year I learned to be a realtor was end of 12, beginning of 13. And once we wow. had kind of got that ground back, then I figured out what is the business model I want. And it was two conversations. It's a conversation with Brett Tanner, who has a partner with on that Keller Williams Market Center. And it was a conversation, actually it was like four days of conversations with Ben Kenny. Fred and I went and stayed at his house and we just sat and talked for four days. Like, and he would basically, he, Ben did what he does where he shows you kind of behind the scenes and gives you all the real stuff and then lets you go learn on your own. We came back, we had a plan. And then we just, it, you know, started blowing up from there in a good way. And, and then we got our butt kicked again a few years later. So now everything's going great. Business is growing like a rocket ship. You know, we cross over, you know, 300 deals, 400 deals, 500 deals, couple hundred, you know, hundred plus million dollars at the time. It was great. We're making some money. Finally, we'd invested in, in expansion of our systems and our people. And so by the time 2017 rolls around, we're making a lot of money. And it's nice because we we consciously knew we weren't going to make that much money in a few years before because we we're going to reinvest in some people, and right. that which meant we weren't taking home a lot can, compared to what our numbers look like we could have been. And then somebody walks out, takes twenty people with them, and you know it's just and then we make a wrong hire, and then another wrong hire, it's just boom, 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 and and to and as you pointed out, we also then realized we're no longer at home at KW. And that was hard. That was hard to swallow. The day we knew it was was April 2017. We were at a pirate mastermind, which is like maybe 20 of us that were doing expansion. And Gary, where we, we would meet about every month or every other month. And uh, FYI, announced, I was desperate to get into a pirate mastermind, but I never got the call. <laughs> but damn, much. I wanted to get into those. I've got about five uh, talking points I could share with you that that are that are worth it from about the twenty meetings I went to. At oh, any rate, wow. um, so what what happened though that day they they announced that they fired they moved off. Chris Heller was no longer the CEO. Yes, I, I don't remember know, that. I don't I don't know what it was, but that whole day was weird. I literally got I don't want to say an argument. I was challenging Gary Keller on the evolution of the company and why I didn't think it was right. And it was different than what I had signed up for previously. And it was just like, I don't know. And then they announced, and we're there all day. And we get to the airport. And I mean, there's like, we're all of us. Like, we're in a caravan going to the airport together. And we get the email. That's how we all found out after spending eight hours with Gary. It felt that weird. That Chris was, and it, was, no, was leaving. Yeah. And it, so yeah. it just, it, that was the day I knew that it was no longer home but it took me over yeah. a year to actually make it happen. And so we had to start. So I think then 
it was like we focused on that part. Um, so we're having to we're having to reinvent ourselves because we know like we we were lifers at KW, and so we go on this whole journey of exploration. And then in that is we have when we have like twenty people walk out one day and we rebuild. You know, it's a system, and as long as you're good to people, you can make it happen. And so we did. And then eventually we get we discover after totally ignoring EXP just for no reason at all, we decide to look at it because our good friend is there and he's he's loving it. And so we look at it and we realize, oh my gosh, this is like built for us. We should go there. And by the way, at the time, I used to call it the island of misfit realtors because that's what it was. You didn't have to make it like most businesses, you got to make a capital risk. We had to make an right. ego risk. And Fred and I right. are always okay with ego risk. I can say I'm wrong. I can say I was wrong. I'm okay changing my mind. I, I, I see that as a strength of mine that I can change my yeah. mind or somebody again, can change my mind. And again, Kevin, going in the direction that no one else was going, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it it's all about that whole uh, mindset of, and I, I tell real estate agents that ask me all the time, you know, I'm like, keep your mind open. You, you listen to every opportunity that comes your way. You just, you just don't know. And one of the things I keep hearing you say, which is interesting to me, and I want, I brag about this. I say, I'm one of the biggest failures you're ever going to meet. I have fallen on my face. I don't even know how many times and had to reinvent myself. And I keep listening to you and you're talking about how um, you hit this wall and you, you, you know, you had to pivot and you had to do this. And to me, I, I wish people could get more comfortable. I, they don't teach that to our kids, you know, learn to fail because to win, you must fall down before you get up and you, and you grow. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is it became such a cliche thing, like fail forward has become such a cliche yeah. recently, but I don't really see that many people doing it. Um, yeah. And I see a lot of people <laughs> fail, but just not forward. And because yeah. um, yeah. it's cool to say, right? It's it's a cool thing to say now and co it's quotable. But the reality is, is yeah, you have to be willing to do that. And I was always willing to sort of eat crow or, or whatever you call it. I don't care because I want yeah. what's best. And so if you convince me that the other direction is best, if I buy into it, I'll go, oh man, I was wrong. Let's go this way. Yeah, and, and let's I, go. I actually, I actually know that that's a, that's a benefit to me. And one of my best friends pointed that out to me uh, years ago. He's when I was looking for some feedback on me personally, and he, he pointed that out. Yeah. He's like, dude, you're, you're hundred percent in the direction you are. Yeah but you'll let someone change you. You'll let someone convince you that there's a better way. And then you'll be all the way in that direction. And I'm all you in. Have, I'm either all in or not interested. Right. And, and you got to stay open. You just don't know unless you stay open to that. So um, I have a last question for you. That's really important that I want to hear from Kevin. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, so tell me if you would paint the picture of, what you see the real estate industry looking like and evolving into over these next 24 months? Ooh, that's a really good question. I, my, my normal answer is, I don't know, my crystal ball is broken. Um, and I think you, I think you actually have a decent crystal ball. I, I don't think, think it's broken. <laughs> well, so I think as long as we're eyes wide open, right? So we have to do that. And it's really easy. So a year and a half ago, I'd be like, don't be scared of iBuyers. And then, because everyone is starting to get scared of how big the iBuyers are becoming. And here they right. are again, like they've recovered over the last year and a half. Right. And at least in Phoenix, they are buying more homes than you could ever imagine, right? They're here to stay. Right. 
Um, and what that what that says to me isn't that they're going to take every deal. And what these other tech companies that are coming up in real estate that are disrupting are not it's not not all of them are going to make it. Some of them will, but here's what they're going to do: they are going to change. They are changing the expectations of the consumer. So as real estate professionals, if we still want to have a career in real estate sales on some level, we have to change and be better at the services we provide. We've got to get better at building our communities. We have to get better at delivering on our value prop. So it's not, oh, Zillow took this for me or Open Door took that for me or they're bad because they take, like I, I had this experience recently with a good friend of mine. I could just could not convince him to go on. This guy's retiring. This is part of his nesting. I could not for anything convince him, even with an extra $50,000 to go on the MLS versus what I could get him on an off-market deal. And it didn't matter. He just didn't want the people walking through his front door. Even if I would have given him the, it didn't matter. And so what we've got to realize is that our mindset as realtors and it's the way things should have to look like they should be a certain commission percentage, the MLS, yada, 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 all these things, they're gone. Like what I think the good thing that these companies have done is they've exposed the fact that we as a, as an industry have not delivered what the consumer behavior has said that they want. And so now that they've exposed that, we now have to step up. So what I think um, is that we're going to have the, those of us that survive are going to be the ones that are adaptable, that are willing to work more, I would say, to build community, to deliver on a higher level services. It's the Chris Heller, who is who is a dear friend of mine. Said, said one time, he's like, guys, this isn't customer service. This is about the customer experience at this point. And he probably said this four, four or five years ago. And he was dead right, right? He was dead on. This is about the consumer experience. And if we're not tapped into that, like we're just transactional and we won't be around in two, whether it's two years or five years or, or seven years, doesn't matter. There will be a time where that agent is no longer relevant and they'll either be in a different industry or, well, they'll just be in a different industry. I could not agree with you more. Um, I believe the five-star customer experience has just to be like entry level. What does it look yeah. like at six stars, seven stars, eight stars? And um, you know, we also here in South Florida, Miami, we now have Open Door, we have Zillow. There's multiple iBuyers, and um, like you, what I love about it is that those of us who are really really running solid businesses and we are giving that outstanding experience i believe that they just become our competitor and that our business grows exponentially so i think true. that people right and people who are not paying attention and they're so focused on commission 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 uh well we know where that ends up but yeah. kevin i i i literally like i would hug you but I can't hug you through uh, StreamYard, and I can't I can't do that. But I want to just tell you, virtual hug because right you're just you. awesome. You're um, you look amazing. Your energy is on fire. Um, I will continue to follow you guys all the time, and um, I just want to tell everybody who's watching, you definitely want to check out the Kevin and Fred. I think it's called Kevin and Fred Show. It's a podcast. I have watched it multiple times. It's super awesome. Also, definitely follow their page on Facebook, Next Level Agents. And um, I just thank you. You're awesome. I can't wait to see you somewhere. We'll, we'll run into each other at some point. 
We're going to find a reason to get together in the same room for so soon, hopefully, because I would love to I would actually love give that. you a real hug and spend some time with you. Oh, thank you. Be well, my friend. Take care, babe. Thanks a lot. You too. We'll talk to you again Thanks soon. Thanks again. Okay. Bye. Take care. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at eXp Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined eXp Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to eXprealty.com.